Wham, glam, thank you, ma'am. Welcome back to the Barbie Trap House with your favorite brunette Barbie. Let's get into it. If you've seen the news, been on TikTok, or even just opened Twitter, you'd know 2021 has been crazy. And I mean crazy. COVID cases are up. People are breaking into the Capitol. There's a rumor that Kanye West is having an affair with Jeffree Star. Okay, I don't believe the last one, but the rumor is still there. It seems like 2020 is going to look like summer 16 compared to 2021 at the rate that we're going. And that's terrifying. I just got out of quarantine when Snowmageddon hit my state, which is why I've been gone so long. There's other things. It's a long story. Basically, being stuck inside 24 hours a day, all day, every day, and then being snowed in had me going insane. I completely rearranged my whole apartment. Yeah, I was down that bad. Anyway, while I was going through my stuff, I stumbled upon my award from high school senior breakfast, worst driver. I graduated with a lot of people, like over 800. So this award was not given to me without good reason. Here's the story of how I got permanently exempt from ever having to give the younger cheer girls rides to practice or anyone rides for that matter, because no parent trusted me behind a wheel after the story you are about to hear. It all started when I walked into driver's ed. My class experience was interesting. Me and my high school on-again, off-again ex-boyfriend had just broken up for the first time. I was going through my first heartbreak, and we all know that one's the absolute worst. I walk into class, and lo and behold, my middle school ex-boyfriend is sitting down with an empty chair next to him. I walk over and sit down. Class starts. Let's just say I didn't learn a lot in driver's ed between scribbling on again, off again ex-boyfriend's name into my handbook and flirting with other ex-boyfriend. Sophomore McKenzie was for the streets. When I finished, I had to go to the DMV and take my permit test. I failed the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, and finally on the fifth time, I passed. This probably should have been a big red flag for me to stay the hell off of the roads, but I was 15 and stupid. Fast forward six months and you would have thought it was Christmas. I woke up, jumped out of bed, grabbed my mom's car keys while screaming at her to get in the car so we could go take my driver's test. We got there, I took my test, and passed. By one point. I didn't care, though. I had my license, and that's all I needed. Twelve days later, and I'm walking out the door to go to school. My best friend at the time made me a mixtape for my 16th birthday. I kept forgetting to grab the CD out of my room, so I went back, grabbed the CD, grabbed my banana shake I had from the night before, and went to my car. My CD player was not wanting to work for some reason. I hop in my car and start driving while trying to get this stupid mixtape to play. I blink my eyes and I look over at my passenger side. I was thinking, shoot, I got ice cream in my seat. And then I realized the car wasn't moving anymore. Then I noticed the ice cream was dripping down the passenger side seat into the pavement. Why did it take me so long to realize I was literally sideways? Couldn't tell you. So there I am staring down at the ground. I guess the direction I was facing wasn't computing in my mind. All I could process at the time was I wasn't up, so I knew I was either upside down or sideways. That's when I smelled fire. 
I was terrified. I thought my car was about to explode and the hashtag rest in peace McKinsey was about to be the next trending topic on Twitter for all of one week. I knew I had to act fast and that's when I got the bright idea to unbuckle my seatbelt to see which way I fell. Yeah, that was the best idea I could come up with. I unfastened the buckle and fell straight down onto the remains of what used to be my passenger side window. Not to mention, I hit the armrest on the way down. You remember that scene from E.T. where the guys with the hazmat suits put that padding all over the house and there's like smoke and stuff? Okay, that was a terrible description, but it reminded me of that. The hang down airbags deployed and there was smoke coming from somewhere, but it was eight o'clock in the morning. So the sun was like kind of shining through. It was very surreal. Anyway, I see my phone laying on the ground, so I pick it up. Me and on again, off again, ex-boyfriend were back together at this time. So I try to call him three times. No answer. Then I call my mom. My mom picks up the phone and asks why I called. So I basically told her, fun fact, actually really, really sad fact, my car rolled over. She was freaking out and asked where I was. I looked through the window. I hung my head in shame and said, a block from our house. She tells me to call my dad since he didn't go to work for another hour and she was already at work. So I called my dad and that's when I hear knocks coming from the windshield. It's a nice man on the phone and he says, are you okay? To me through the glass. And I yell back, yeah, I'm good. And I give him a thumbs up. I then hear him say to whoever is on the phone, I'm guessing 911, I don't think she's okay. So I was like, oh God, is my arm broken? Like what's going on? I haven't even checked myself out yet. My head could be bashed and my bones could be popping out. I had a million thoughts going through my head. I look myself over and I'm completely fine. I still have no idea why he said that. I then basically told my dad to drive to the corner and he'll know where I am when he sees me. I was freaking out, so I didn't give him much of an explanation. I'm still checking myself out when I hear commotion on top, well, on the driver's side of my car. So I moved through the aisle and go back to see what's going on. It still smells like fire, might I add. So I was counting down the seconds before my face was going on a t-shirt. Then I see there's two guys standing on the top or the side. You get the vibes by now of my car. I didn't know why they were up there until they started pulling on the door handle. I was actually pretty sad because I kind of liked being in the car. It was very peaceful, actually. Then I remembered my car was probably going to blow up. So I just sat there waiting for them to get the door open. They were up there for a long time. Then I realized they were yelling at me. I tried to see what they were saying, but I couldn't hear anything. Then I realized they were pointing to the lock. Yeah, the doors were locked. So I crawled up to the front, unlocked the doors, and they finally got it open after what seemed like forever. Keep in mind, there was still smoke in the air, and I thought I was about to be blown up. So don't cancel me for being a little impatient. They grabbed my arms and lifted me out, got me down and left. So there I was, 7.30 a.m., in my cheer uniform, standing next to my flipped car with nobody around. And it started drizzling. I still, to this day, have never told anybody about this part because it is so cringy. But there's no secrets in the Barbie trap house, so here it goes. I got out my phone, got back on top of my car, laid down on my back, looking up at the sky, and played I Spy by Kyle, letting the rain hit my face. It felt like I was in some cheesy coming-of-age movie, but I didn't care. I was the main character in that moment. It was chaotically peaceful. The calm before the storm, 
The song finished, and right about the time the cops, the ambulance, the guy who called 911, they all came at once. I was off the car at this point, and I was surrounded by a ton of people asking me a million questions. I was scared of what the cops were going to say, so I said I was looking at my speedometer, and that's why I crashed. Probably the dumbest thing I could have said, but I stuck with it, and I was planning on taking it to the grave. (laughs) I was answering questions from cops, and people in the ambulance asked if I was okay, and I told them yeah, so they gave me a blanket that I still have, and left. The guy who called 911 was nice and let me sit in his car until my dad came. And when I got in the car, I found out that this nice man was one of the freshman cheer girls' grandpa taking her to school. So yeah, that was mm, awkward. My dad showed up a little later and was surprisingly not mad like I was afraid he was going to be. He got out and was like, "Um, what the heck happened? So I told him everything, minus the radio part. He sat with me while the police officers were doing their thing. My mom showed up just in time to watch me get a fat distracted driving ticket. After that, it was just me, my mom, and my dad. Mom worked right by my high school, so she told me to get in her car so we could make it to my second period. When I got there, somehow everyone already knew. I mean, I only put a picture of my flipped car on my Snapchat story, so I honestly have no idea how anyone could have known. (laughs) When I got to my second hour history class, my teacher... We'll call him Mr. McFlurry. Pulled me out into the hall to ask if I was okay, and I told him I was fine. Physically, not mentally. (laughs) We always had a pretty good student-teacher relationship, so we always messed with each other. So I went into the father figure role for a few minutes and promptly ended it with, don't be stupid, which was his own way of saying, I care about you. It was nice. I asked if I could go to another teacher's room. We'll call him Mr. Fruit and Maple Oatmeal. (laughs) He was a couple doors down, and because me and Mr. Fruit and Maple Oatmeal were cool, I wanted to go say, hey, um, I flipped my car. Mr. McFlurry said, sure, so I walked over to the other classroom and burst into tears. I haven't spoken a word yet. I am straight up sobbing in front of my peers, Mr. Fruit and Maple Oatmeal, and conveniently, the guy I had a crush on. Of course. He was like, um, are you okay? And through sobs, I tell him I flipped my car and explained everything. After school, I had this club with him that I went to and we made up some stupid story about how I was distracted by a dinosaur and almost hit a box of babies who were going to cure cancer. You know the vibes. A few days later, I walk into his classroom before my second period started and Mr. Fruit and Maple Oatmeal pulls out this rubber dinosaur He told me to keep it with me whenever I'm driving so he can warn me about other dinosaurs that might try and cause me to wreck. It was super sweet, and I still have that rubber dinosaur in my car to this day, four years later. Stop. I should not have said four years. There's no way. I was a sophomore four years. Stop. Quit. (laughs) I never lived that incident down. Ever. Fast forward to senior year. It's rounding graduation time, and it was time for senior awards. I didn't vote. I honestly didn't even know what all the senior awards there were going to be. I was sitting down with my best friend and some of our other friends when the speaker, a.k.a. my good friend Macy, said, Our next award goes to the worst driver. I don't think this one is a surprise to anyone. Mac, get up here. I was petrified. I was so shocked. I was not very well liked my senior year of high school. 
that will probably be an episode. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, I walked up there, got my certificate and a little toy car, took my picture, and now I will forever be remembered in the class of 2019 yearbook as the worst driver. Thank you so, so much for listening. Here's some advice to take from this experience. Figure out how to use your CD player before you start driving. Last episode, I said I was going to start reading some reviews. So here is a nice one the Barbie Trap House has gotten recently. Ryan King now said, Mackenzie is just so awesome. She comes off as so genuine and she is very charming. You can tell she puts a lot of time and effort into her shows, even though they are not super long. Very easy to listen to and you can tell there's passion behind it. Thank you for the great review. I appreciate every single one of you that tunes into Barbie Trap House. That's going to be it for this episode. Make sure to subscribe and follow my Instagram, McKenzie with six zeros. Peace up. A-Town down. See you guys next time.